Welcome to Is It Halloween Yet? Episode 30, a spooky little podcast where we talk about all things horror and ask, Is it Halloween yet? I'm afraid not, ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. It's 131 days until Halloween. I'm your ghost dispenser. Let's see what we have on the slab this week. There's a bunch of news to catch up on from the past two weeks, so that's all we're going to do today. Starting with video game news, Summer Games Fest is in full swing, and it is making me miss the corralled chaos of E3. There are just too many events, too many demos, just too much. I need the week. I don't need a whole month or a whole three month period like we are getting these days. But, but there was a lot of horror video game news. So let's get into it. We got Hideo Kojima news and rumors. Last week, Tom Henderson from Try Hard Guides reported that he'd been sent new footage of Kojima's next game called Overdose. It shows Margaret Qualey, Mama from Death Stranding, and also Mia from that terrible Death Note remake, walking around the halls with a flashlight in third person. The footage ends with a jump scare, game over, and the standard, a Hideo Kojima game, and then the title card, Overdose. So fast forward to a couple weeks ago, two Sundays ago, the Xbox Bethesda showcase where Kojima himself showed up to let us all know he's coming to Xbox for his next game, hinting that it may take place with the Microsoft cloud technology. Is Overdose to that game? I can't say, but what I know, you'll know. Team Blooper showed off a new Layers of Fear game at the Summer Games Fest. Before that, the Twitter for the studio had tweeted out a very Layers of Fear style image. It's an eye with like bandages around it and stuff. Very much Layers of Fear. And the quote, reach beneath the surface and uncover the source of your fears. And then at the Summer Games Fest, like I said, they unleashed the trailer for a new game simply titled Layers of Fears. The game is made in the Unreal Engine 5. And according to the scene page, Layers of Fears is a first person psychedelic horror chronicle focusing on tense exploration and immersive storytelling. A new game built upon the foundation of Layers of Fear, Layers of Fear Inheritance, and Layers of Fear 2 with surprising new story and gameplay directions. Team Blooper says this will be available in early 2023. Layers of Fear is the only thing I like that comes out of Team Blooper. I am glad this isn't a Silent Hill announcement. I think they would make a terrible Silent Hill game. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but... I want someone who understands, is a little bit more responsible with horror. I'm ready to see what they're going to do with the new Layers of Fear game, but I don't want them to do Silent Hill. The Castle Kandar map is headed to Evil Dead this summer. We talked about the map a few weeks ago when it was teased or maybe it was leaked. All we know so far is that the map will be free to all players and Tim Willits from Cyber Interactive teased that additional content will be added with the update. Can we get a flamethrower for Kelly? I am tired of hearing her ask for one every time we start that game. So... I just need that to happen. I hope that's one of the items that's in the update. Wicked also states that we plan to support this game for a long time. This next game has my full attention. Team 17 Digital Developers Killer Frequency sees you play as a DJ who must face off with a slasher killer. Based off of 80s music and the aesthetic of the 80s as well, you'll have to solve puzzles, save lives, all while running the switchboard. According to the Steam page, you are a DJ at KAFM. 
189.16 The Scream, a little station in the Midwest. And at the start of your shift, a caller calls in with a horrifying discovery. Um, you can sign me up to play as Stretch. That's all I want. This is a Stretch from Texas Chainsaw Massacre simulator game as far as I'm concerned. And I am very excited. And I won't have to wait that long. It is headed to PC via Steam later this year. Signalis is Rose Engine's survival horror game. It's headed to Steam, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox via Game Pass. The trailer shows off beautiful pixel art that gives me just enough gameplay to see how scary this game is actually going to play. To see how scary this game is actually going to be. You play as Elster, who is looking for her lost partner and must battle cosmic and nightmarish creatures to find her and her lost dreams. The demo was available last week during the summer, during Summer Games Fest, that's not what it's called, Summer Next Fest, that's what it is for Steam, and you can't get it in now, but it's coming out later this year, so you won't have to wait very much longer. Wanted Dead is a cyberpunk shooter that comes up to us from the makers of Ninja Gaiden. The game takes place in Hong Kong where you were a member of the elite police force trying to figure out corporate conspiracies as you fight against mercenaries, gangs, and private contractors. Heading to Steam, PS5, and Xbox Series, this trailer is wild. The mix of anime and the CGI comic, the CGI cutscenes and I just it's just beautiful it looks great I can't wait to play it Ninja Gaiden uh, I mean it's got a good pedigree I'm excited to see where it is no release date yet but when I know again you'll know Scorn finally got a release date and it got a trailer narrated by everyone's favorite Hell Priest. The H.R. Geiger Nightmare Scorn is finally back on track to being released on October 21st of this year. The folks at Ebb Software have been having a hell of a time going through development, but the game's trailer shows off a delightfully demonic and gory world to explore. The game showed up at the Xbox Bethesda Showcase with a gameplay trailer narrated by none other than Doug Bradley. The trailer let us know that there will be no dialogue in the game and that the story will be completely told environmentally. Um, I am so excited. I think this is going to be a game people either love or people either hate. You either like this aesthetic and you're willing to buy in that it is an aesthetic that can tell a powerful story without having to use words or you're not going to buy into that. And I think this is going to be a really divisive game when it comes out. And I'm excited to see it because it has had such trouble development that I hope the guy, the folks at, I really hope the folks at Ebb Software have gotten to make the best version of the game that they can. We also got a look at Redfall gameplay at the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. Last month, we got news that this vampire co-op shooter was being delayed until the first half of next year, but they still brought us footage to look at. The largely underhyped game from Arcane Studios shows off a world of monsters and cultists that you'll fight. The game does feel a tiny bit like Overwatch in the art and environmental design, uh, has me very pumped. You play as different characters who each have an ability that you can do a certain range of things with. And so balancing those on your team and 
getting through the levels is going to be important. Another thing that I think is it's a very diverse cast and each character seems to have a compelling story and knowing Arcane's storytelling chops. I mean, we're talking about the folks who brought us Dishonored and the Prey remake. This seems like we are set up for a wild ride in Massachusetts and I am so excited. I can't wait. It looks so good. Um, I'm glad they're delaying it to make it as good and polished and perfect as possible. Use those Xbox dollars to do that. And uh, I can't wait. It looks very good. Ill fleshes out its concept a bit more in a second teaser trailer at the Future Games Showcase. The trailer showed a man walking barefoot with a gun coming up against all sorts of body horror. Arms and legs and mouths and things just not where they should be. Uh, still no release date or target platforms, but as soon as Team Clout gives us an update, I'll update you. It is starting to shape up and look really good. It really is seem to be pushing what the Unreal Engine 5 can do in the terms of fog and atmosphere and gore, and it looks great, so I can't wait to see it. The Xbox Bethesda Showcase also brought us news of my favorite class in Diablo for Diablo 4, the Necromancer. The full trailer gave us a peek at the Shun Priests of Rathma, it featured a new Book of the Dead that allows necromancers to have more control of the dead army and their quest to dominate the battlefield. The game is coming in 2023. Um, you can register for future betas at Blizzard's Diablo 4 website right now. And you can also play Diablo Immortal, which I have been obsessed with. I want to get a controller for my phone so I can play it easier on my phone. I've been playing it on my PC. I'm obsessed. I love it. I check in every day, make sure I do my dailies, get all my stuff. Um, I haven't spent any money. And oh wait, no, that's true. I, I've only spent two or three dollars. It has not been a lot. And I am still enjoying it. I'm still having fun grinding up the characters and doing the time and putting it in. And so I don't feel like I have to pay money for it. I did it a couple times when there were a couple good deals and yeah, it's good. If you like Diablo, it really scratches that Diablo witch and I highly suggest it. Our next game is called The Last Case of Benedict Fox. It was also showed off at Xbox Bethesda and is coming to PC via Steam and Epic and the Xbox One and Series S, I think on Game Pass. There are puzzles and platforms and hard combat to master in a metrovania set in a Lovecraftian hellscape. The game follows Detective Benedict Fox as he undercovers the fate of a family while fighting the demons trapped inside of his own body while he is stuck in a world made of emotions. This game looks interesting. The art style looks really good. It's coming to Game Pass, I think, so that means I'll definitely at least give it a, a passing glance and check as I do it, and um, it looked really good. I think it'll be a fun time. I really like the puzzles and the Metroidvania version of it. It felt like the combat looked hard, but the story looked rewarding, and those are the kind of Metroidvanias that I can get through. So I'm excited to see it when it comes out. Night Dive Studios' System Shock remake got a new trailer. The game's trailer, titled From Shodan with Hate, gave us a peek at Terry Boscaris returning as the vocal artist for the cruel AI Shodan. The game is set on an abandoned space station where you play as a hacker who is trying to defeat the sentient hyper-optimized data access network. 
or Shodan before they can fulfill their dream of destroying humanity. The game will be out later this year on Xbox One, Xbox Series, PS5, PS4, and PC via Steam and Epic. Next up, we've got a Resident Evil rock block, so let's just dive straight into it. First off, Resident Evil Director's Cut is hated to PlayStation Plus. It's not PlayStation Plus. It's PlayStation Plus Premium. It's whatever one it is that you get where you want to buy the retro and play the retro games. I haven't logged on to my PlayStation in over a year, so I don't know. I don't have a PlayStation 5 yet, so it's kind of PlayStation. What's going on with their stuff is kind of outside of my expertise right now. <laughs> and then there was a Resident Evil Direct where we got a bunch of news about Resident Evil Village DLC finally, which is super exciting. Uh, the DLC is called Shadow of the Rose, and it will follow Ethan Winter's daughter, Rose, as she follows a being named Michael who wants to help remove her powers. The game is in third person. It offers a third person mode, and that third person mode will be brought over to Resident Evil Village via the DLC as well. We also got a release date for it, which is October 28th. And then um, they showed off a little bit more very briefly of Resident Evil 4 Remaster. We know that's coming. Um, that's exciting. I can't wait to play that. It's going to be a scary, fun, horrific time. I have so many fond memories of that. So I'm excited we're getting that. And then we also got a release date for the Resident Evil multiplayer game Reverses Resident Evil. That game was supposed to come out at the launch of Resident Evil Village in May, but it's like 18 months late, so it will also be coming out on the 28th of October alongside the DLC for Resident Evil. So I hope you have kept your Resident Evil Reverses code if you bought Resident Evil Village or pre-ordered it, you got it for free. And I think I still have that Steam code somewhere, but I, I don't know, like... Am I going to buy it again? Probably not. So I I feel like how they handled the codes and how it I just there was just a lot, I think, that's gotten messed up with the reverses launch. If you're not coming out with like a good, strong start in horror asymmetrical games right now, I don't know if you can hack it because Evil Dead just raised the bar and VHS is just raising the bar. Like I'm very worried for the health of the Dead by Daylight community because all these other horror games are coming and that's going to suck people out of that community. So I don't know how a game with a rocky start as reverses is going to make it. But if I can find that code and I don't have to buy it, we'll be trying it out on October 28th, I'm sure. Anthology horror series The Fridge is Red is being developed by Team Sword. It's a five with a word, five words, sword. I, I don't know how they want me to say it. Anyway, it's headed to Steam later this year. According to the Steam page, spiral down the psychological horror episodes and experience the unsettling liminal spaces and the surreal events inspired by analog horror of the PSX era. What's inside the red fridge? The game will see you eaten by the fridge in an event that you lose, which is just a hilarious and terrifying experience. But um, there was a demo, which people really seemed to like that was part of Steam Next Fest. It is no longer available, but it's coming out later this year. So probably I'd say probably they're going for October. So well, that's just another game we're going to have to try to figure out how to squeeze in in October. October is going to be so busy between movies and... and uh, between movies and video games. I'm a little scared. 
Luto is a psychological horror game developed by Broken Game. Luto is a psychological horror game developed by Broken Bird Studios. The game will be headed to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 and Steam. It's a first-person narrative game that has you playing as a person who is unable to leave their own house. Broken Bird Studio has a trigger warning on their Steam page that says the game contains elements of depictions of anxiety, depression, and suicide. And it has explorations, explorations, and it has explorations of several different phobias. It has a planned release for late this year. And we finally know when the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the game is headed our way. And unlike me and everyone else predicting, it is not going to be this year. We will not be seeing that game until 2023. But we did get an almost 30 second trailer they sh that gave us a lot of gameplay. And boy, am I excited. The trailer shows off Drayton Leatherface and the Hitchhiker at the house map. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to play two-time chili cook-off champion Drayton Sawyer. He looks like my dude. I am going to kill a bunch of people playing him and turn them into his delicious chili. Autopsy Simulator had a release shuffle around, but I think we've got it all figured out now. The horror fan's answer to Surgeon Simulator. Woodland Games enlisted the help of forensic doctors to get the autopsies as close to anatomically correct as possible. You will play as Jack, a middle-aged pathologist who is reeling from a personal tragedy. Unravel the mystery of Jack's inner demons in the story mode. Don't want to do story mode? Just want to do autopsies? There's a free mode, so you'll be able to do that as well. The trailer is spooky and full of demonic voices and possessed corpse and ghosts and jump scares. It was originally reported that the game would be headed out to us via Steam in November, but the new trailer that came out let us know we won't actually have to wait that long. It's headed our way on August 2nd. And Dread Illusion hits early access. The horror RPG fantasy by developers Lovely Hell Place is out now on early access in Steam. I'm going to look at this one. I'm going to check it out. I don't know if it's for me, but it looks very interesting. And horror fantasy RPG sounds like a good time. So... I'm going to try. That's it for video game news. There's a tiny smattering of TV news. Most of it deals with animated series headed to Netflix. So let's get into it. Ghostbusters animated series is headed to Netflix. We don't really know a whole lot beyond that, but it is happening. Who remembers the real Ghostbusters? That was the best, the best Ghostbusters cartoon. Man, it was so good. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with the animated series. I'm excited that a lot of horror projects seem to not have gotten the axe during the very massive layoffs and cuts and other things that have been happening specifically at Netflix animation. So I'm very excited that we are still getting a lot of spooky projects coming out of Netflix. Castlevania's animated series returns with Castlevania Nocturne. The new series is in production and will follow none other than Richter Belmont. It's being produced by Project 51. No release date has been announced and the short teaser trailer shows us the character model for Richter. It's exciting. I love Castlevania. If you haven't watched that show, you should probably catch up on Netflix right now. And the last little bit of TV news is also about Netflix. It's about Stranger Things 5. Uh, Ross Duffer said in a new interview that 
Ideally, we would have liked to have shot season four and five back to back, but there was just no feasible way to do that. So season five will most likely include a time jump. Thank God, because the idea that these kids are the age that they're supposed to be is just not feasible for a lot of them anymore. They all look like tiny little adults, and they are tiny little adults. So, yeah, I'm glad to see we're going to have a time jump so that we can get the characters a little bit more close to the age of the actors. Movie news was hot this week with everything from the return of Predator to Duke Nukem heading to the big screen. Let's just jump right in. Predator 3 is back with Prey. The film will launch on Hulu on August 5th. The film follows a Comanche warrior trying to prove herself to her tribe. One of the most exciting bits of the trailer is her hunting a bear missing hiding in what looks like a beaver's dam only to see the bear be pulled away by an invisible predator, by a cloaked predator. It's, it's, it was enough to sell me on the movie. I hadn't been, I'm not a huge predator fan. I think I've only ever seen the first one once and I'm not even sure I've seen it all the way through. And it's just never been my thing, but this was really interesting to me. And the film also makes history because it announced that it would also conclude a full Comanche language dub of the film when it is released on the 5th. That's cool. Like, if you're going to have native people be a part of your film and you're going to use their language in your film, having a full Comanche language dub of the film is just exciting. That just is cool and it helps with the preservation of native languages and so I, I'm all for it. I can't wait to see it. Bloody Disgusting got an exclusive first look at Baby Blue directed by Adam Mason written by Simon Boys. According to Bloody Disgusting the film is about a group of trees. According to Bloody Disgusting the film is about a group of teens making a true crime vlog that ends up taking some serious and weird supernatural turns. No word on release date, but the film just entered post-production. Nope got a final trailer and a bunch of character posters. The film will be headed our way on July 22nd. This past week, we got posters for all of the characters looking up in the darkened starry night sky. And we got our final trailer where we see a little bit more of the concept for this movie. I don't want to get into it too much for spoilers sake, because I know there are a lot of people who want nothing, who have gone completely radio dark on Nope. But the film looks like an awesome alien flick, and I think it's something we've all been kind of wanting. I can't wait for a new generation of kids to get scared out of a mind by the concept of what lies beyond in space. Space is terrifying. It's horrific. And I think that these aliens are just, they're going to do, like, I can't wait to see what Jordan Peele does with aliens. I think it's going to be good. Netflix is bringing Norwegian folklore movie Troll to its service. The teaser trailer shows us the awakening of a giant monster who bursts to life out of the side of the mountain. According to Netflix, Troll is about an ancient troll that is awakened in a Norwegian mountainside. A ragtag group of heroes must come together and try to stop it from wreaking deadly havoc. It looks cool. The CGI looks cool. I like the still of him before he comes out of it because like if you look really closely, you can see his face and it's just creepy. I love that. Um, I like when people hide faces. It's one of my favorite things about Midsummer is the picture of her sister's face, 
her dead sister's face in the trees as she's becoming the May Queen. Like, I just love when people hide faces in things. And I guess you're not really hiding a face in the mountain if he turns into, if he is the mountain. But I just love that shot. It looks great. Day Shift got a behind-the-scene look. The Jamie Foxx-led Vampire Hunter film brings Fox's charm and J.J. Perry's stunt knowledge together for what looks like a thrill ride. This trailer... I guess it's not really technically a trailer, but this first look has me super excited for August 12th when the film will release on Netflix. Spanish slasher film Killer Book Club got a trailer from Netflix, and not a lot is known about the Spanish-only trailer. According to Bloody Disgusting, Netflix is teasing a creepy clown is involved, but the trailer and the production in it is so sick that I cannot wait. It gives me big Are You Afraid of the Dark but slasher vibes, so this is definitely one that I will be keeping my eye on and we will definitely be talking about it in the future. ZOM 101 Bucket List. ZOM 101 Bucket List of the Dead adaptation was announced. Netflix announced the live adaptation. Netflix announced the live adaptation. Netflix announced the live-action adaptation of popular horror manga ZOM 101 Bucket List of the Dead. According to the Amazon page for the manga series, it follow it is according to the manga page according to the Amazon page for the manga, the series Here's a brief synopsis according to the Amazon page for the manga. After spending years tolling away at a soul-crushing company, Akira's life has lost its luster, but when a zombie apocalypse ravages town, it gives him the push he needs to live for himself. Now Akira is on a mission to complete all 100 items on his bucket list before he, well, kicks the bucket. I'm going to definitely check out the manga. It looks adorable, and I, I mean, adorable in a scary horror way. You know what I'm saying. But I like the art style. I really think it looks cool. And this sounds super fun. So I will definitely keep my eye on this. She Will released a trailer. The film is the directorial debut of Charlotte Cobert and is produced by horror master Darian Argento. The film is headed to digital in theaters on July 15th and Shudder at a later point during the year. The synopsis we covered early this year when the film was announced, I really don't think captured my imagination in the way the trailer has. I thought it was spooky, ethereal horror about your body and losing things and mastectomies and that kind of horror. I wasn't expecting witches and it is very much about witches. So hello, I'm here. Yes, I cannot wait. The poster for it is gorgeous. If you haven't had a chance, please look and check it out. It is half of her face on fire. I mean, I just, just go look at it. I can't, the words I would use will not do it justice. The film follows Victoria Ghent after she's had a double mastectomy and goes to heal in the rural. The film follows Victoria Ghent after she's had a double mastectomy and goes to heal in rural Scotland with the help of her young nurse Desi. The two develop a bond when Victoria realizes she can exact revenge with her dreams. I'm, that, that synopsis doesn't do it justice. Please go watch the trailer. Next Exit is a film that follows two strangers who are on a cross-country trip to make it to a research scientist's new facility where she is studying the tracking of people into the afterlife. Both of them, with pasts they want to forget, are trying to leave this mortal plane for the next, but the trip will make them confront why this is what they really want. It looks interesting. It looks fun. It's a little bit funny. Um... Raul Cole is like one of the better genre actors we have. So I'm excited to see him in this. So yeah, you should check out that trailer. I think it's 
coming out on digital in the fall, I think September. I don't have the exact date. I should probably not talk about dates I don't have. Rob Zombie's The Monsters is headed out later this year. No word as to where we will be able to watch this now in color version of one of our favorite monster families, but it's headed this year. The trailer shows us Herman, Lily, and Grandpa in black and white before showing this before showing them us The trailer shows us Herman, Lily, and Grandpa in black and white before showing us them in full color. Sherry Moon Zombie looks perfect as Lily Munster, and I can't wait to see more of her in that divine lavender gown. The film looks great. I think people who were poo-pooing Rob Zombie doing the Munsters, I think they are going to really enjoy it. It really looks like the Munsters. You can clearly tell the detail and the love that he has for the franchise in this very short trailer, so I'm excited to see it. I'm still curious. Are we going to see it in theaters? Are we going to see it on Netflix? Are we going to see it on Paramount Plus? Like, where is this going? Or Peacock? Is it Peacock? I think it's Peacock. Where is this film going? I just want to know where it, where it's going. That is one of the most fascinating things that this very well-crafted reboot of The Monsters, which came out in 1964, the same year that The Addams Family came out, also came out in 1964, and Addams Family is also getting a reboot this year with Wednesday. So I am excited. I don't understand why we don't know where this is going to be, though. I don't understand why more people aren't excited. <laughs> Christopher Gantz teased that both his Silent Hill and Fatal Frame scripts are finished. The Brotherhood of the Wolf director let us know that thanks to staying home so much for COVID, he's finished both script. He said Silent Hill is on its way to us in 2023 and Fatal Frame will be following the year after. I'm excited for a Silent Hill movie, but I am absolutely ready for a Fatal Frame movie. I just need something to get people to love Fatal Frame. It's such a good game. If you haven't played a Fatal Frame, please do. The Maiden of Blackwater is available on Nintendo Switch and Steam think on PS4 and maybe even Xbox. Go find it. It's a really great game and I'm excited for there to be a movie. And I love Brother of the Wolf, so I am excited to see what he does with Fatal Frame. It's gonna be fun. Watcher set a record for the opening weekend for IFC Midnight. The Chloe Acuna novel just brought in under a million dollars, which is super exciting. It wasn't on that many screens. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it. The Crow reboot has booked its international rights deal, and that is the closest that these films have looked to actually happening. We heard a while back that Bill Skarsgård will be in the lead role in this film. I mean, it's happening, I think, and we all just need to get used to it, and I'm okay with it. The crow cannot not exist because of the tragic things that happened. It just, that's just not the fate of the crow. Lindsay Beard is set to direct Sleepy Hollow for Paramount. We don't really know much more about the adaptation, just that it will be based off of Washington Irving's story. Uh, Beard just wrapped production on another Paramount film though, and her directorial debut, which happens to be the Pet Cemetery prequel. Duke Nukem is headed to the big screen. Bloody Disgusting is reporting that Legendary Studios is developing a Duke Nukem game with Cobra Kai creators John Heald, John Wirtz, and Hayden Sloshenberg. No director or writer attached at this time, and if anything, if it's anything like the history of Duke Nukem in video games, I don't expect to hear about this for another six or seven years. Like, Duke Nukem really, of all the things to make a movie out of, I don't know. I, I feel like we if we want... If we want video game movies to be better, Duke Nukem may not be the place to start, but we'll see. Knock at the Cabin has wrapped production. The rumored M. Night Shyamalan adaptation of Paul Tremley's Cabin at the End of the World wrapped filming last week. 
if true, the film will be if it's true that the film is an adaptation of Tremblay's novel, it'll be about a home invasion that takes place during the apocalypse. Starring Dave Bautista, Rupert Grint, and Jonathan Groff, the film is scheduled for release on February 3rd, 2023. Kevin Ho, the father of the Taiwanese slasher, is back. Incantation is headed to Netflix on July 8th. Released in March in his home country of Taiwan and dubbed the scariest Taiwanese film ever, Ho takes on the found footage genre in this film, and it's about a cult that is located in Kashrasin, Taiwan. This film looks terrifying and I can't wait. I'm excited. I love Asian horror. I'm excited to see a new generation of Asian horror. And Kevin Ho is known for bringing the slasher film to Taiwan. So I can't wait to see what he has to say about found footage. It would be good to see a good found footage. I need a good found footage film in my life right now. South African horror film Good Madam is headed to Shudder on July 14th. According to Bloody Disgust, the film is about Tizda, a single mother who is forced to move in with her estranged mother, Mavis, a live-in domestic worker caring obsessively for her catatonic white madam. As Tizda tries to heal her family, however, a sinister specter begins to stir. This thing looks intense and I am here for it. I cannot wait to watch it and that's, I don't have to wait very long. It's out next month on Shudder. Shudder is really bringing it. Four movies every month that have all been great. I am very excited about this next story because I am super into the work of this director and they've only ever made one film. Nicole Kidman is to star in Fresh director Mimi Cave's next film, Holland, Michigan. The Andrew Dorsky script deals with the secrets that lurk beneath a Midwestern town with a Hitchcock bent, according to Deadline. Um, I know where Holland, Michigan is. I used to go to summer camp in Holland, Michigan. So A, shout out to that. Um, shout out to Holland and the and jumping into and ki making kids jump in the lake at six o'clock in the morning. I'm excited. I love the name. I love the I love the location. I love that Nicole Kidman's in it. I can't wait to see what Mimi Cave does. And yeah, I'm very excited. Fresh is great. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it on Hulu. It's super good. It's not what you think. We've got more Scream news. And let's start with who's being added to the cast. The cast this week grew by four people. Jack Champion, Leana Libretto, Devin Nakata, and Josh Segura all added to the cast. We've got a lot of people to kill off in this movie. So I'm excited when slashers pad that cast. That just means lots of deaths. And it looks like Scream may be taking place in New York City. Rumors suggest that Dylan McDermott has been cast as a NYPD cop, which is exciting. But what we do know for sure is that the film is currently filming in Montreal. That's not the only Scream news we have this week, though. Emma Roberts, while promoting her new film, told Dread Central that Scream was a series she would most likely like to go back to. She, quote, felt like she wasn't done with Scream. I mean, that's exciting. I don't really know. Like, do we really need more Emma Roberts? Um, I feel like if anybody, like, I feel like if any character from screen was coming forward, it was going to be Kirby and we've got it. Hidden Panty Years back for six. So let's see. Let's do it. Let's see. Sure. If she wants to do it, let's do it. This next story is just a little interesting, weird story that I wanted to talk about, but struggling horror film Firestarter got a big boost from being packaged together at the drive-in with Jurassic World Dominion. So they were doing a 2-4 double feature for the drive-in 
owners that you could get Firestarter bundled with Jurassic World Dominion. I don't know if people stuck around and watched it, but it made almost $800,000 off of doing that, which is something money that poor movie dearly needed to make. And in our final story for this week, Jason Blum believes he could get Robert England to play Freddy Krueger again. In an interview with Screen Rants promoting the black phone, Jason Blum said, I could make a comeback. I could get anyone back. I mean, I got Ellen Burstyn was 87 and I got her back in the upcoming and I got her back in The Exorcist. I could make him come back, Bloom says. I could get anyone back. I mean, Ellen Burstyn was 87 and I got her back in The Exorcist. And he goes on to say that Robert Englund's only 75. He says he's 75 years young, which is correct. And he looks great in Stranger Things 3 or 4. Sorry. He looks awesome in his scene in Stranger Things. But the idea that we're comparing whatever Ellen Burstyn is going to do in The Exorcist to the amount of physical stamina, the physical stamina and effort it would take for London to play Freddy is crazy. Like Ellen Burstyn's role in The Exorcist was physical because because she was the main like adult that was connected to Reagan. But I feel like there's no way her role in the new upcoming Exorcist is as physical as that. And there's no way that like, like the idea that Freddy Krueger isn't a bit like the idea that the physicality that Robert London brings to Freddy Krueger doesn't take an enormous amount of effort is just a discredit to how well and how good of an actor London is. Like, I get he wants to make a Friday the 13th and I get he wants to get people excited for the Friday the 13th, but I don't think, I mean, I think we're done. Like, I think Robert knows himself and he knows his body and he knows him and he just wants to be done. He has retired from playing Freddy Krueger. So we either need to come up with a new idea, a new concept of Freddy Krueger, or we could just let Nightmare on Elm Street be. It is such a product of the 80s and 90s culture and Wes Craven and Robert London and they just caught lightning in a bottle. And I don't know if you can do that again. And we saw that people didn't like the new Fred. Maybe it's just time to say goodbye to Freddy and or if we want to do Nightmare on Elm Street, let's like take the idea of Nightmare on Elm Street, you die in your dreams and give us a different dream demon. It doesn't have to be Freddy Krueger. Like, let's get some like creativity into the series. I know, blasphemy, a Nightmare on Elm Street movie without Freddy Krueger, but Freddy Krueger is Robert London, so it's hard for me to divorce in my mind the two of them. So we're either going to have to let the series die or think of something new, I think. And I just think the idea of a dream demon means there could be all kinds of things, right? Like he's not the only one who has to be able to do this. And if you wanted to do that, if you could get him in to do like a nod to Freddy as we're dealing with this other thing, like that would be cool. I don't think Robert Lennon's going to come back and do a whole Nightmare on Elm Street movie at the age of 75, 76, because even if you got it off the ground and wrote it, he would be 76 or 77 by the time it would actually come into happening. So... I just don't think that's it. That's going to do it for this week. It's all news. Um, I've watched a couple of movies. There'll be some movie reviews up on YouTube and you should check them out on our YouTube. And I'm Spencer. I'm your ghostess. You can follow me everywhere as Miss Nintendeek 64 That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. 
I'm playing a bunch of horror games, mostly asymmetrical games, but I do have a run-through of The Quarry going on right now, and I did terrible things to Lynn Shay's face, and I don't think I'm ever gonna feel okay about it, so please go watch those videos so you can see what I did. It's terrible. Anyway, you know what time it is. Sleep or don't. Thank you.